0: Hey, 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 this is Meek Meek Raw, and I'm excited, I can't wait to, for the other guests to get on so we can get started, absolutely excited about tonight's podcast, yeah, for the other two to get on. I see we have one guest so far, so we're just waiting for the other two. And we're going to get started with tonight's podcast. Like I said, this is Meet Me Real and Raw, and I always come to you 100% real, and I keep it raw. I believe that people need to hear the truth at all times, and I believe that we as people of God need to tell the truth at all times. So as we wait for the others to come in, I just want to first say hello to our first guest that, that came on. And um, if you could just introduce yourself, please. Hey, everybody. My name is Elena. Um,
1: I love Jesus. Um, He saved me. He raised me and I'm a live for him. Um, I am a licensed minister. I'm 35 and I'm about that JC life.
0: All right, that's what's up I'm about that Jesus Christ life too woman of God I'm about that Jesus Christ life too so I'm just waiting for the other two to get on I believe Um, I'm not sure if the one will have a problem getting But you know I want to make sure that we um, give them a chance to get on so we can have a conversation tonight sounds good yes i'm excited i'm excited i
1: was like oh this is gonna be spicy
0: Right. right okay hey 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 i see the other i see another one has gotten on can you just tell us who you are sir can you introduce yourself to the people
2: hi it's Marcel
0: well welcome Marcel anything you want to tell us about yourself
2: um I love the Lord
0: that's what's up I love the Lord too I love him too all right So right now on this uh, podcast Right now we have Brother Marcel and we have Selena On right now we're waiting for one more We're waiting for the rev to get on Hopefully he can get on So that we can have a nice conversation With this podcast on tonight Um, Like I had said earlier Marcel you know I'm meek meek I keep it real I keep it 100 Even as a woman of God I believe that we, as people of God, mm-hmm. at all times. So, I know so what that noise is. It's being recorded. I can hear everything you're doing. Sorry, that's okay. It's it's all in the podcast, so I can hear it. <laughs> it picks up everything. This podcast picks up everything. Sorry, sorry, sorry. every sound. It's okay. Um, uh, um, um. And, um, so with the recording and everything that's going on tonight's podcast, again, like I said, is, um, we're going to keep it 100. We're going to keep it real. I'm um, not sure if the other person is going to be able to get on, but I don't want to prolong it. So tonight's topic is sex, lies, and church folk. So I was excited because I, I wanted to get a pastor on, um, a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ, a minister, evangelist, whomever, just to have a conversation. And so I'm excited about it and everything, and I can't wait to see your responses to my questions. So we're going to get started. I'm assuming um, the Reverend has some trouble connecting on tonight, so we're just going to keep going anyway with this podcast. Hopefully... He can get on. If not, it'll just be you two and me tonight. All right. At least we got one brother on here. So my first, so my first question, you know, when I was thinking about this and sex lies and church folk, you hear a lot of things about church folk and people have their views of us and the world has their views of us and then we have our views of each other and things like that. So one of the things that came to my my mind was why is it okay or or what could i say it like this why is it okay or why does it seem like it's okay for men in leadership or men in the church um to be sexually promiscuous or perverted towards others or other women or other men however you want to view that um <laughs> they can do it but when women do it we are called jezebels or you know um hoes or whatever in the in the in the church, but we're doing the same thing that they do as a, as men. So, um, Mr. Uh, Zelane, I'm going to start with you first. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, that's, we starting out the gate spicy. Okay. Um, I think that one of the reasons that it is allowed for men to be promiscuous in leadership uh, versus women is um fortunately or, or unfortunately I think it goes back to uh Christ being the head of the church and then man coming second so it's almost like oh the man's doing it don't do what he does do what he says to do so um being a, being a newly wet myself um That's a question I've always wondered, but I think it just goes back to um, that. Not saying that it's okay, um, pastors, leaders, it's not okay to be engaged with your flock, Um, but I think that's one of the misnomers or misconceptions. Like, oh, well, you know, he's the man, so um, he's the head and he has to answer to God for his actions. He doesn't necessarily need to answer to his wife, his girlfriend, his. Hopefully, those are the only two options. Um, but I think that's that's why it is. It, it's it's not right, but unfortunately, that's one of the one of the sad things about the church.
0: All right, all right. I think um, the is getting ready to come on. Hold on, he's here. Hey, Rev, how are you?
3: All right, good evening, good evening.
0: Good evening, Rev. Well, I already asked the first question, but I will come back to you. We just had the first person answer the question. But before we go any further, Rev, welcome to Meek Meek's We're and Raw Conversations. We keep it 100 here. We keep it real. We tell the truth, and we never feel ashamed. So um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself real quick, your name and, and who you are.
3: Well, my name is Reverend Homer E. Woody Jr. Um, I'm a former pastor now of three different churches over the last 35 years. Uh, and I'm just glad to be with you guys tonight.
0: All right. Welcome. Welcome. So the question is, and I'm going to go to um, Brother Marcel next, but I'm just going to say the question again so, Rev, that you can hear the question. So when I come to you, you'll have an answer, okay? Um, and, Amen. and Selena already answered. But here's the question again, since you're just joining with us, I ask this question. Why is it okay or why does it seem okay for men in leadership or in the church to be sexually promiscuous or perverted towards others, men or women? But when women do it in leadership in the church, we're called Jezebels or hoes for doing the same thing. So that's a question, and I'm going to go to uh, Brother Marcel, and then I'll come to you on that, okay? Brother Marcel, your thoughts? Yes.
2: Okay. Um, Seeing how there's another newlywed on here, I will say congratulations to them also. Um, The one thing that I understand, and that I had said to my wife and stuff, is that women make Men and the only way that men in the church can get away with these types of behaviors or calling women particular names is if other women allow them to do these things. That's the that's that to me is the driving force behind how we treat females and women and young girls in the church and in society as a whole. If you're in this position and women, other women see this and don't correct it, it gives males and only males, because men don't behave this way. Males behave this way. Boys behave that way. But if women speak up and say about instantly.
0: Okay. Okay, so so let me just make sure I have this clear before uh, Rev answers the question. So you feel it's it's because we allow it's because women allow men to do this, or boys, or males.
2: Yes, uh, and I'm not and I'm not saying that somehow they're responsible for this behavior. Uh, we're all responsible for our own behaviors whether someone's watching us or not i'm only saying that a lot of times especially in the church a lot of the time and stuff people are seeing this behavior and saying nothing
0: hmm. gotcha gotcha all right we're gonna talk about that for a moment but uh rev what's your thoughts on that question
3: Well, excuse me forgive me, but my phone went out and I had to reconnect us. I just got back on, so I missed the whole question.
0: The question was, why is it okay or why does it seem okay for men in leadership or in the church to be sexually promiscuous or perverted towards others, men or women? But when women do it in leadership or in the church, they're called Jezebels or hoes for doing the same thing.
3: (laughs) Well when I when I was coming up after I got my call in and got into the ministry full time the ones that I see do those type of things first of all were those who weren't not really born again believers. They were self made preachers or self made and uh, so, therefore, their sinful life that they, that they once lived, they were still living it. So, I would say a lot of them were not even really truly really saved. So, if you look at it from that standpoint, they didn't follow the rules, the statutes, of, of what the Bible says about things like that, or else they wouldn't have done it, I wouldn't do it as far as women go and being called Jezebel and things like that well, I'm old school and the word whoremonger comes out for the man Jezebel comes out for the woman so in my personal life as a pastor in the church to me they're equal on both sides of the male and female uh, there's no one greater or better than the other one or worse than them. They're, to me, they're, they're equal. Yeah, just as many women that are devious like that, as you do men in the churches today. And that's how I look at that issue.
0: All right. Selena, do you have any response to anything that either one said? Um, I
1: think you guys made two very uh, strong statements. Um, Marcel, the first one, well, what you said was, um, the diff that there's a difference between a male and a man. Um, but I like how you also said that doesn't excuse the behavior. Um, and, uh, pastor Woody, um, it was interesting because you said you 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 brought it full circle, like you called you called out both se- both sexes and both sides, um, and I just you know I just feel like neither one of you maybe because it's not your own personal experience, and I'm I'm, I'm guessing that it's not um, as to why men do this.
0: Now see for me cuz you know I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm the host but you know right that, you know we keep it real and raw you do see that coming up though even that you know if a woman checks out a, a man in the church or she does certain things we are automatically put in the, in the in the um category and they never look at the fact that the man could be the one that fault too they always look at it as I know from my personal experience I was Um, and it was easy to say because I was older that Uh I was the you know the stronger one I was the pursuer I was the one that was the Jezebel but, but they never looked at the person and what they really were right they looked at me because I was I was older they never looked at it that maybe it's not that I'm older did they ever think that maybe I have low self esteem that there's things about me that was messed up right and that even though he might have been younger, he knew what he was doing, uh-huh. you know? And it's it's crazy because you have people who were raised and taught that it's okay. Even today, I know churches in certain areas and certain places that the men in the church do that still to this day. Mm. And it's a pat mm-hmm. on the back. But when, a, <laughs> a, when the woman does it, they look down on them as though we're 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 foul. We're nasty. But it takes two to tango.
1: Mm, not um, only not only do they look down on you, they you get kicked out faster than a fresh bulletin gets printed. You gotta go.
3: Guys, you
1: Got to go. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. And don't want to hear your side. See you, sis.
3: May I clarify something?
0: Yeah. Sure hello yeah
3: you got the floor you got the floor Rev. Oh, okay yeah okay maybe I wasn't maybe quite clear enough but let me try to um, let me give you two 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 examples that I do know for a fact that happened in the churches during my time um, now when I got called to the ministry there was about four other brothers that called, called to the ministry whom I grew up with, whom I knew their backgrounds very well as well as they knew mine. Three of those brothers were married and had children by women in the church. Now, i, I seen that. I know that, um, and, and it's heartbreaking, okay?
0: So these are men that had other children to other women in the church? That
3: weren't that yeah, were- and, and they were married. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Now I mean I mean I mean that I mean that 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 that's bad. That that that's horrible. That's uh, detrimental, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, but when I see things like that, I tell my dad I I I don't want to do that and I never put myself in that position to do that. Um in my ministry, but I did have uh, a ministry up in Dubois, and there's this uh, a white white lady who came to my church, and she was faithful for a few months. So she sent me a letter, and she wanted to be intimate with me. So I called her out before the church body to make sure everybody knew what was going on and what was happening, and she left the church so I guess I got mixed feelings about that then because you know not well you said but not me being maybe more clear more clear but personally I' never other I'd never seen a female preacher or pastor or leader that went after another man when they had a man I've never seen
0: it okay all right but I
3: did see I, I have seen men. And I had one woman who tried to uh you know t- take you know, take me away from my wife right right after we got married. And then she wanted to year, she gonna give me a letter, oh I love you. I only got to come this to Detroit because of you. I was one of the black band, blah, 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 blah. And but when I I had to call it out. I didn't keep it to myself. I told my wife about it, and then we had a meeting and we called her out. And that's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be done. So I tried to do the very best I could to be the right type of pastor for the people. And that's my personal testimony.
0: All right. All right, Rev- Brother Marcel, any thoughts on that before we move on? Because you know we got to keep it real and raw here. You got anything you, you want to say on that?
2: Absolutely. I- I'll tell you this. Um, I fully agree with uh Pastor Woody. Uh that there has been numerous incidents and stuff, you know, where uh, pastors have, you know, put themselves in these particular positions. And I, I, I've i just been witness to several uh, different men and then one woman, one female pastor and stuff who who handled it, who handled it the right way she was sort of dating someone, you know, and she seemed that it was going a little bit further, you know, where they were trying to get, you know, physical with one another. And she instantly said, hey, listen, we can't keep going like this. And she brought it uh, in front of the church and stuff and said, you know, and called him up and said, hey, listen, if we're not heading to the altar and stuff, we have to stop this right now. And they did stop. Okay. Now what happened in the background or at home or another week later. I don't know that part, but I know that the two males and stuff who got themselves caught up uh, with extramarital affairs, my feeling first off the bat and stuff is that they're having a conflict in their faith. You know, if they ever had it, because good Christian Mm -hmm. men are going to ask for help And those Christian women are going to give it to him. And other Christian men are going to help pastor. Whatever we got to do, we got to separate. You got to step down. Whatever it calls for, you're going to take care of this. Now, you let the devil in the house and stuff. Don't be surprised when he burns it down. It's going to happen. If you don't fight, you got to fight. As far as calling women names and stuff like that. You know, we live in a society where it's okay to call a woman a female dog in heat. But they say to a man, he's a servant, He's a born leader. But she's the B-word. Okay? So we have to we have to pull ourselves in and get and surround ourselves with good men and women, you know, like Pastor Woody, like, you know, Pastor Thomas. Hey, come on. We we gotta have good people around if we don't have good people around us and stuff to show us the way that the, the way that god wants us to be we will always fall victims to the devil and some of us want to be there anyway so right.
0: that's it all right Whew. well we getting deep in here <laughs> we ain't even got in the... we only dipping a little bit y'all dipping deep 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 <laughs> all right so my next one here is just a thought and Rev, we're gonna start with you on this one so like i noticed that like some people look at church folk like they're, they're liars manipulators they're hypocrites you know um and all about pimping their gifts and getting their money and that's all they're about um what's your what's your thoughts on that knowing that you've been a pastor for many years and things like that what's your views on how people look at church folk as liars hypocrites Manipulators just trying to make a, trying to make some money, trying to do, you know, get big, rich, quick, and all that that they do. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Do you, how do you feel about that? Do you believe that? I mean, what's your thoughts?
3: Oh my God, baby. Oh, excuse me, I say baby. I call everybody that. Make them loud. Well, uh, oh my goodness, uh, uh, Minister Tamika, uh, I tell you. Over the years, I've seen a lot of leaders, leaders pastors, uh, leaders that go to church just and, and get positions just because it paid money. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Brother Marcel and, and Sister, is it? Delayna. Uh, Delayna. Zelena. I'm not, please don't take me wrong when I say this. Now, I'm not a perfect person. I ain't never been a perfect pastor. I have my issues too. But those type of issues I never had. Mm. But I've seen it. Uh when I became a pastor, I pastored my first eight years with just the love offer. Mm. But when I invited certain pastors, male or male or female, to do like an anniversary or men's day or women's day or something like that at my church they wouldn't come unless they got at least $500 to come Ooh.
0: Oh. Hmm. it's probably more today so,
3: <laughs> amen it probably is and when I, I, I see that see I, I had a real brilliant intelligent spirit filled holy spirit filled Pastor that that, that 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 grew me and and, and 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 set me up to know to see things before it happened. I, I mean, he was very good in, 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 in training me up the way I should go. So I was aware of a lot of these things through him before I became a pastor myself. Hmm. So I was prepared. That if I that if the church didn't give me any money, I'd do it for nothing. Amen. I would preach and I would teach for nothing. All right. And um so I seen fellowship. But I couldn't. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people I could not talk to because I knew that in that their hearts weren't right with God, mm. Mm. And, and and if you get in that pulpit only for the money, you're not a man or a woman of God. Mm. Wow, you are a sheep, or I make mean, sure you are a wolf in sheep clothing. Wow, wow. All right, you know. But- I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was saying, all
3: right, Rav. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it puts me on a spot like this because I'm not in the ministry. I, I'm still preaching this stuff when I get the chance, opportunity. But when I look back over it, I had with the people in the church kind of keep them straight. <laughs> Even if I might say it like that. No. But when it comes to the leadership in the church, the people that played the piano for me, uh for the church that I pastored all over the years. The deacons or uh wh- whomever, they never asked for a dollar.
0: Mm.
3: They did it out of the love for God and the church.
0: Wow. Wow. All right. All right, right, Rep. So um, minister Zelena, what's your views on on that? Um I'll be just in case you didn't catch it all about how people look at uh, church folk as um, liars, hypocrites, manipulators, anything to do, any way to make money, any way to get money and to put themselves out to promote themselves. What's what's your views on that?
1: I think that um, it is again one of the negative crutches of the, of the church um, in, in ministry. I, I served in a church for 10 years and ran the sound every Sunday and was never paid a dime. Now, the people that serve at that church, they get paid every time the doors open. I believe sincerely that if you say that you love God and you are living your life as a service unto him, there's no amount of money that could be given to you that we would be sufficient to be like, oh, like, okay, God, my life is your re- is my reasonable service to you. Yeah, I'll take this 250 and go. Um, I, I don't believe that you, if you offer your service, you should be paid for it. I don't believe that you should be compensated for your services. I understand that people say, oh, uh, a servant, man is worth his hire or whatever, whatever the scripture says, excuse me for paraphrasing. But if I'm living my life for God, then he's going to bless me anyway. (laughs) So why Mm -hmm. am I concerned about what man is giving me? If my hope is built on things eternal, then I'm good. I've Mm -hmm. never danced or sang. Or preached anywhere, and said, "Oh, you have to pay me." Hmm. And I've been doing ministry since I was ten years old, so it's never been, "Oh, I'm not coming." My honorarium is this. Where did that come from? Hmm. Where did where did Paul go, or Peter go, or Jesus go? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hold on, right?" In my shekels right? I. I got to get there are you going to pay for my room at the end are you going to pay for my food are you going to pay for my lodging are you it's out of control it's it's out of control if you if you are truly living your life and i understand that people their profession is clergy so that's different but if you're just out here preaching the gospel spreading God's word. I don't believe that you should be expecting a paycheck. And because there are so many that do, (laughs) then you, then these same people are the people that fall into the categories of stepping out on their spouses of being um, proclaimers of the gospel, but leaving the church and going to the bar Mm -hmm. or leaving the church and going to sister so-and-so's house. Or brother so and so's house. I mean, it's rule and raw. So let's talk about it. So it, it it's it's sad. It's unfortunate. Um it it's not a term of it is what it is, but I need the church to get it together and open up their eyes because when the bride comes, come on now, there's gonna be some folks that's gonna be like what Jesus is gonna be like, got to be quicker than that, cause oh mm, it's not you. Like, mm. you better ask somebody to send you some water droplets. I'm gonna tell them no, but you can ask. Yeah,
0: right.
1: you wait in All right
0: now, minister, <laughs> brother. All right, <laughs> all right, sister Pepper, real. All right, sell. What's your views on this thing? What's your What's your thoughts?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Uh, uh, I I was raised in Clareton and a Morning Star Baptist Church, I've always considered as my beginnings and my church home and stuff because my grandmother was there when it was a one story, you know, room and that's it. And you can literally go to the side of the church and you can see where they built it up and stuff from the original bricks. And I say that because I always remember sitting in the fuse with my grandmother and she would say to me all the time, you know, you can go on up there and get baptized and stuff, you know, and I, I, I'd sit there. And then the next Sunday and the next Sunday and following after, finally, she asked me, she said, you know, you know, you can go and give your life to the Lord and stuff. And I said, well, Grandma, I'm, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for God to tell me to go up like y'all always say. God's gonna call, and she, you know, laughed at it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk when we get home. Okay, there are some. That I say that to say this: there are so many good ministers like you, me, uh, and like you, Pastor, uh, like like you talk. Minister Thompson, there's so many good ones out there, but we don't listen to them. We listen to The Flash. We listen to the right talking about he needs a $63 million plane to take him to spread the gospel. And then I say, I wish I knew his number so I could tell him about how the apostles traveled. Okay. And the orders that they was given that if people gave you housing and fed you and did up a little bit in your pocket, you go ahead and take that. But if they didn't want to hear anything that you say, you're supposed to turn around and kick the sand off your sand, right? Head out of town. Don't waste no time talking. So we have to make sure that the gospel, the good news, not what these car salesmen and con men who all they do is measure the tides and what's coming into them and what young chickens, whether they be males or females, they can pick from. Because some people is scanning the pews to see who the weak are and who the sheep are. And others are looking out to see who they can fleece. And I have, God has shown all those different types of things to me. I knew there's a gentleman was from Florida that you know said close your head, close your eyes and hold up your checkbooks. And as people had their eyes closed and their checkbooks out, he was going and looking at the checkbooks and stuff to see what they had in their balance. He did he would tell, "Be obedient. Keep your eyes closed." And he would walk around looking at their
0: checkbooks. My that's
2: that's not a Christian. That's not a man of God. God. That's That's a con artist.
0: That's a that's not a man
2: of God. You ain't gotta ask if the people, if that's what they have to give, they gonna give to you. We know what's going on. We know that the church don't run off of air. We know that, you know, electricity is, you know, has to be paid and the heating bill and whatever else the church needs. These particular people are fleecing God's people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you know, I, I like that fleecing. You know, because it made me think about before we move on. It just made me think about those those lines, those uh, money lines, where you you know the pastor will have. I mean, they'll they'll keep you. They'll keep you for offering. They'll spend a half hour just in offering, talk talking about um, God told them uh, $50 to show $50 seeds. And, and then, and then I love how they make it forget- <laughs> based off of the amount of money. Uh, who has $50? Who, who's going to match me with the $50? Who's going to, who's going to match me with a hundred? And I'm thinking in my head, like I'm watching stuff. and I'm like, wow, we became a, I feel like we became an church. We're auctioning Amen. now financially. Anybody over here got $100? Anybody got $50? I've heard
3: it. I've heard it many oh, times.
0: $5. And 5 And then you make people feel like they're not. Attributing. Standard or they're not mm-hmm. doing what God told them to because they don't have $50 or $25. They might only have $2 or that Might be all they have in their pocket. Right. It mm-hmm. just made me think about that. And they wonder why people look at church folk why people in the world look at us and, and be like, why I want to be like y'all. Y'all worse than we are. At least we honest about our stuff. right? You know, at least we're honest about our mess. At least we're honest. But,
2: but Minister Kamika, yeah. they don't hear that. They don't hear that. And, and, and that, I believe, is a huge problem, is that God's true ministers and pastors have to stand up and say, these ones here are fleecing you okay you give from your heart I'm not going to stand up in this pulpit and match my 50 with a 100 and if you what, what you what you sow is what you're going to reap you've taken God's word and you've twisted it to mean something about how much money is going to allow you into heaven you're trying to buy your way in that's not what it's about
0: some of those folk do it too let's just keep it real some of those folks do that too because they're trying to go on a family trip and they want you to pay for it. <laughs> okay, yeah. right? You know, people.
1: You amen. know,
3: amen. People amen,
1: Counting up. Don't count my coins. I got it. I'm, I'm completely capable and able to to count my coins. But that's interesting. Like Minister Marcel said, um, it's like if I put this hundred dollars in. <laughs> that I really need to pay some real life bills. Mm-hmm. Like this is not my, uh, my grandfather called it monopoly money. This isn't mm-hmm. my monopoly money. This is my life sustaining money. If I put this hundred dollars in here, and my guarantee to get in? Like, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let God be God and let man be man. But by no means, Am I responsible for what you decide that you want to do after 1 p.m. on Sunday? Right. That's not my business. If you feel like your, your weekly pay is not enough, sounds like you need to call a board meeting. But <laughs> don't count my coins. Right. And don't...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: for you to tell me, to tell me, that I've been in services <laughs> where... The ushers have not let people leave mm. until they put money in a pot. My, my, my.
3: That's crazy. Yeah, I'm
1: cool. Here's this 20. May the Lord watch, because clearly we're at war because <laughs> we don't agree about this thing. I'm to <laughs> out here with this 20.
2: Well, it's exposure time, though. I believe it's exposure time. Uh, yeah. You know? We got to expose the devil. Wherever to. he may be.
0: Yep. So I'm going to shift a little bit. I'm going to shift it. a little bit. I'm going to shift a little bit. I got a couple more. We're going to then you know. But on this podcast, because I'm trying to keep it real, but I'm trying to keep it in a limited time space. But guess just what? So this was another one that came to me. Let's shift a little bit. So it seems like a lot of church folk like to share. <laughs> huh? Oh, I'm about to break it down. They like to share or, you know, like uh, date the same circle of people in the church. Um, and um, keep it hush-hush, you know, like those ones who be having little secret affairs or little secret relationships that don't like nobody to know about. But you're talking to two or three different people in the same church or the same in the same district or whatever. What's your thoughts on that little bit of a... Uh, situation right there with church folk because you know this is sex lies in in church folk and to me that's that that's a lot of lies going on right there and i'm sure there's a lot of sex going on in that too i'm just saying i'm just thinking about you know the reality of that and in that question i want to also break it down about the fact that as christians you know having premarital sex um with each other um and still come to church trying to act like nothing's going down or nothing's going on so i I just want to implement those two things in one question what's your what's your thoughts we're going to start with you uh brother marcel uh (laughs) what's your thoughts on that whole uh sex uh lies and church book when it comes to the fact that people dating the same or sharing the same person or persons uh in in churches um yeah in the hush hush situation
2: you know, i'm so glad that you. i'm so glad you asked that because uh today me and my wife were watching about the mormons you know and i thought i knew a lot already about them and stuff you know enough to say ah oh, man i don't like you know where they're where they're going with their whole faith and stuff but uh it just goes to show That when the devil is at work, nothing is sacred. Okay, where this, where that, John Smith, he wasn't satisfied with having multiple wives. He wanted to also have the wives of other husbands, and he wrote that in to his doctrine of being a Mormon. That's how first he was now what's going on in the church uh, I mean what what is going on behind these scenes and stuff and them going from church to church and having a woman here and a woman there and stuff obviously these are not Christian men they're, 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 they're just wearing the, they're wearing the coat and stuff but they are not carrying the cross there is no way uh, that they, they're going to justify because if it was something that they were proud of they would do it open Now, me and my wife, we we did live together. And here's what happened. The pandemic struck. But I told her, I'm not going to be responsible for you going to hell. And when our pastor would confronted us about it and stuff, I said, listen, uh, it, it, it's not going to be easy, but I love her. So I can wait. So if it's a year, and we uh, uh, two years, whatever the amount of time is and stuff, right, I'm going to wait for you. I don't suggest that everybody do that type of thing and stuff. But it's like what Paul said and stuff, it is better to marry than to sin, right? It is better to marry. But that wasn't the reason why I married her. I married my wife because I love her. And I was willing to wait. But when we went through the marital classes and stuff, right? She was saying, yeah, I kept doing this and I kept saying these things to him and stuff. And he just you know, whatever. We look at the other way. I love. You. We're gonna we marry. And now God, I no, I said, I'm not gonna be responsible for that. Because I love you. And that's my job as your husband. I already confessed the way I feel to you. So these other things that's going on and stuff, and this is that reason why I say it again and again and again. We must confront the devil wherever he might be. And if he's up there in that pulpit, drag him down. If he's in those pews, drag him out. Mm. Amen.
0: Drag him out. Alright, man. Him out. What's, your, what's your views on these little secret relationships that people have in the churches and you're dating this one and this one and this one and you all all in the same church, same district, but you don't know about the other one because you're telling them to keep
3: at the same time you also have those ones in the church having sex well well, my 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 My, 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 my. oh my goodness very well said uh, brother Marcel listen like I said I, I had a clean run as pastor for 35 plus years you know my mistakes weren't sexual, and they weren't because of lies, okay but I have to look at it this way uh, what's that, Second Corinthians 5 17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature all, all, all things are passed away, behold all things become new Now, when I look at that one the question you're asking about, and I listen to my brother I thought about before I became a man of God I had all my children, mm. all seven of them, which means all of them were out of wedlock. I, 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 I was dirty. I was uh, a well, uh, a well-equipped sinner, if, if I can say it like that. Amen. That's how it was. But when I got saved, something happened. That changed me totally, and I had a new outlook on life. And just the way, I, just the way God came to me and saved me was enough to shake me up. And wow. and God showed me what I had done. So when I when He gave me that scripture, I looked at that. I said, Well, I'm going to be a new creature. I'm going to do things. I can't change what happened. So I told God, I said, Lord, if you give it my children, I'll raise them with your word. I'll make sure they go to church. And I'll make sure that they're raised up in the church. And, uh, and Minister Mika knows, so she knows some of so, so my children. So, and so she knows that they were raised up in the church. administer okay, Mika, am I correct? Yes. Okay. So I can't I tell can't a lie here because she might catch me in one so I can't lie to y'all. Amen.
2: <laughs> Amen.
3: <laughs> what I'm saying, so when I start, start, started going to church on a regular basis, the first time I went back to the church, I had a gun drawn on me. Because I was a whoremonger. I was a liar. And it was supposed to be in church folks now, when they got out of the church, they went to the Elf's Club or they went to the Sonny's Club and they would mess around each other's wives. They, I, I see this with my own eyes. These were church folks that when I was a kid growing up, I thought they were born again Christians. I thought they were some real Christian people until I got saved. And then I saw through their flesh into their hearts and God told me you do not want to be like this this is what you're going to be and God showed me in a dream that I would meet the pastor that I mentioned earlier about I didn't just meet him God showed me the man and he even gave me the name three days later I met that man and that was his name and that's the man that that, that, that helped me learn everything I needed to know
0: all right
3: so 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 when it comes to you know the the men and the women hiding and carrying on like that the reason I was a how can I put it a cast out (laughs) among a lot of preachers was because I didn't do their thing Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: seeing them do what they were doing I wouldn't even preach in the church I said, I can't
2: mm.
3: because they, their hearts weren't right.
2: Mm.
3: And I had a brother c- to me from another church, and, uh, and and he wanted to be, you know, uh, he was a licensed minister, but the pastor he had wouldn't ordain him because he wasn't doing stuff right. Found mm. a pastor, sent me a letter. So I told the brother, I said, Listen, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm going to sit you down for a year. After a year, you the death during this year, if you show me that you have changed, that you're not cheating I knew, I, I knew him. I knew what he was doing. His wife came to me many times and taught to me as a preacher for advice. So I knew his background. He didn't know I knew it. But he came to me and I said, well, and, his, and he brought his family. There was his wife. Now I know. Now how can I be the right kind of pastor if I didn't do the right thing by by, by what God said it should be. So yeah. I set him down. All right. Okay. All right, bud. Right. All now, right. Now, other pastors got on me. Well, pastor, do well, you know you're wrong. You know, the brother said he was called. We know he's called. I said, well, why don't you take him in? <laughs> take him in. If he's going to stay here, he's going to set out a year. He's not going to preach. He's not going to teach. He's going to sit and he's just going to meditate on what on what needs to be done. You know, he had two two children outside of his wife's. He, now, he, now, he already had five five daughters and he had two other daughters by two different other women. Wow. Well, he was married to his wife. Wow. All right. So, so I became the black sheep of the pastors in the area in which I live.
0: Wow. That's, that's, that's deep, Rev. That's deep, Rev. We're going to have to talk about that one day. Um, but with the sake of time, I want to, I want to, uh, Mr. Zelena, uh, what's your views on the last two (laughs) questions, topics here?
1: Okay, so, um, it's interesting that, uh, Pastor Woody said, um, you know, when you're in Christ, you become a new creature. Uh, there are those believers, I won't call them saints, I'll call them believers because, yeah, we'll just live, let that be that, um, who take that and run with it. Like, this is my pass to do whatever I wanna do because I'm in Christ. And I gave him, like, I went up to the front and I was like, God, I want you to be Lord of my life and everything is forgiven because of the cross. So they take that as a pass to run roughshod over whoever and whatever they want to. And When you said the district that just tickled me because I have friends that I've grown up with since we were kids that were members of churches that, you know, did the district convention and the holy convocation and all that nonsense. And one of my very good friends, you know, she came to me after she came home from Convocation one weekend and was like, do you know that the guy that I was talking to who lives in Philly was talking to another girl from Jersey and we almost got into it at Convocation? Like, it's a lot of games and it's a lot of foolishness and um, it's, it's time to grow up.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's time
1: mm-hmm. to, time to grow up like when i was a child i thought as a child now that i'm an adult i've put away childish things like mm-hmm. you know get off the milk take this meat like it's tight but it's mm-hmm. right and right. this is the walk that Jesus walked mm-hmm. and if that's who you're about then put on your good boots and start walking right like it's no more don't don't talk to me about well the bible says this, and you about to walk out the door with somebody whose last name you don't share.
0: Come
3: on. All right now.
1: Um, Or don't do this, but I only do it on my birthday. And that's something that the Lord had to get (laughs) with me about. Like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, but for my birthday, I would always have a glass of wine. And it's like, oh, but I thought she loved me. I thought she was serving me with your whole life. Like that includes your birthday too. So now, you know, I have a um A Shirley Temple on my birthday. Extra lemons, extra limes. Like, hey, let's make it fun. But um part of it is because um a lot of believers don't live their lives fully surrender because when you live your life fully surrendered, there's some things that you'll want to do that the Holy Spirit won't allow you to do.
0: Exactly. So Amen. I believe Amen. that
1: a, a lot of people um who profess to know Christ or profess to have them as Lord of their lives only have Him as um as a Sunday morning savior. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then Monday through Saturday, he's an afterthought. Like, no, this is a 365, 7 This is a relationship. Yep. And just like, just like Minister Marcel said, when I met my husband, we, we, we lived together. We lived together before we got married. And I told him, I was like, look, I love me some you, but I do not like to be hot. So hell is not a place that I'm going to for you or anybody else. So we're going to have to wait. And he waited. He had no, we had no problem with it. We actually we lived in separate bedrooms until we were married. Um, yeah. So um, you 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 gotta be serious, you gotta walk it like you talking. You gotta walk it that's it talking it. that's it you know it's just like you know sunday school you're you're you know this many books of the bible and you know this verse and every easter you get up and say your speech and you better not use that paper mm-hmm. just like you know that speech and you know how many books are in the bible and you know how many books are in the old testament and you know how many books are in the new testament that thing is should be living and moving and active in your life. Your light should always be shining. It shouldn't just be shining when you pull up in the church parking lot or when you pull up to evangelism on Wednesday or when you pull up to prayer on Thursday or whatever, whatever you choose to do. Your light should ever be shining. And it's really sad that um, a lot of this is going on in the church because I believe that... um, it 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 breaks people and church hurt is real
0: it's real i i
1: got I got put out of a church for accusing of sleep being accused of sleeping with the pastor mm-hmm. and I wanted nothing to do with a fellowship until i I needed to spend some time with the Lord because I was like, look Jesus, only you could fix this because I was about to be down the county in whatever color it was for today. Um because I was like, no, this is not not going on. Talked about me like I was a dog. Like kicked me out of the church on a um conference call. Mm. Hmm. Well, yeah. I was like, that's okay. Uh-huh. My letter of resignation will be at the church on Sunday. Not a problem, but yeah, heavy accusation. And I yes, was like, oh, Look, Jesus, it's it's going. it's me and you for real. Because right.
0: uh feel you, you, you
1: gotta get the glory out of this one. I Cause in my that. flesh, I was feeling real Peter ish. Mm. And uh I'm like, all right, God, nah, you like let me handle it. Mm. I got you. Sit back. I'm gonna bless you. Just just wait a minute. Right and and yeah, but yeah, it's unfortunate. It's real. It happens. It's wrong. It needs to stop. People need to be held accountable. You with- need to sit down, go to therapy, go to therapy with your spouse. If y'all if y'all can't work it out, listen, that's between y'all. Don't come to me, cause she ain't pouring your tea. That's not my business. Right. <laughs> Let's keep that- going. That's not my business. Right. And I feel
0: it, you. I feel
1: you. I feel you. Like business is free to mind. Y'all yeah. got that. Right. but yeah. It 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 it's uh, you know, one of uh Ty Tribbett's big one of his albums, the big the album begins like sound the alarm, the alarm needs to be sounded because it's ridiculous. Like it, it there's is. churches out here that are really whole real life green leaves. Right <laughs> I, for
0: real. For real for real, and Minister Zelane, you know what? One hundred percent real uh-huh. and raw on that, and 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 I feel you on, on and 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 I went through that same. I went through a situation. I wasn't accused with a pastor, but I was accused of being a homewrecker of a marriage. that. Right. Yeah. That's my, And that and that happened to me in the church. Yeah. And I'm like, I, nah. And um for music live on me and the the pastor and everybody believed him over me and I wasn't even the one pursuing him he was the one pursuing me I was a single mother young I was in my early I was in my mid-twenties and this man Uh older man you know and I wasn't even trying to get with him in that way but that was the rumor that went around about me and I ended up leaving the church because they believed him over me And I just felt like I was wronged, and I was mistreated, and I had a mark. You know how once someone puts you out there, like everywhere you go, everybody thinks that's how you are, even though it's never the truth about you. So I feel you on that. But for time's sake, because we've been on here for about a good hour uh, with this podcast, I had some y'all had some amazing comments. I like the stories were great. The the you know things that y'all said. Some of the you know situation but the, the truth be told you know sex lies in church folk when I when I, and I'm gonna you know we're gonna get ready to close this out but when I think of sex lies in church folks I just think about all the things as a church person. You know my scripture for this year was first uh it was Second Corinthians five and seventeen about being any man being Christ he's a new creature and I remember saying to the people just to keep it real with you just because you say you in Christ don't mean you knew like mm. I- you know, you have so many people in the church talk about, I'm new in him, I'm new in him. Or, are you really? Because for real, you're doing the same stuff you've been doing for the last 15, 20 years. And you, because you feel you're getting away with it by man, you haven't gotten away with it by God. You just haven't been judged yet for what you're doing. But a lot of times it's not that um you're getting away with it. You just think you're getting away with it. But everything catches up with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everything
3: God, you. are right, you're right, you're right,
1: you're right. Everything. Right.
0: Everything. God just
1: ain't made it to your street yet. Wait your turn. It's and, coming.
0: And sometimes it comes. Like some of the suffering is your children that suffering for your mess. When you think about it, some of the stuff you did, your kids are paying for it because of you. You know, and I, I just think about all these churches and, and some of these churches I see today, right now, in leadership, the sex, the lies, and the manipulation one dating you but shh, don't tell nobody we're dating um, no. don't tell nobody we're talking I don't, I don't want no one in being and, they, and I love this I don't want nobody in our business so we keep it hush hush no you're keeping it hush hush because the truth is you're talking to me her and her and if we say anything we might find out that you're talking to three or four of us at the same time and that's right. the reality because the truth is there's three women you interested in you try to see who's going to give you what, when, and how, and the very one, that, and then you pick out of the three, and then sometimes you don't even pick the three. You don't, you don't have these three over here women waiting, or whoever waiting, thinking they're the the next misses, and you, meanwhile you got the fourth one, been way over here, been here the whole time.
2: Mister Kamika. With,
0: with you, yes, yes, brother.
2: Uh, I I want to say this too, and stuff is that, um. It's hard to love uh, a, a, an individual and be focused when you don't have good examples, you know? And, and that's a huge problem, especially, I believe, in the Black church, is that we're so... the offense at each other and she's a mystery and he's a mystery and there's all these secrets and everybody you know and me and my wife were talking about this and I was saying to her you know we we gotta call single men up to the front of the church and say this is this and this is that and this is the other and then we call these single women up to the church and sit those men down and say the same for them. And then we say everybody else's stuff that are married, you know, we got to have y'all together and you have to show these single people what a healthy marriage looks like. Because we are so secretive about our relationships with one another that we are cheating ourselves. You know, the first lady and the pastor, they, they show us one example. But we need to see multiples of examples of stuff within the church so we can break the silence. If that silence is broken and it's open, the devil runs when light is shed. Because now everybody knows what's going on here. And I'm going to come up to you and say, hey, sister, you, you don't want to do that. You don't, you don't want to do that, brother. You don't want that life. It, it, it's, it's, it's pulling you away from God. And you don't want to be apart from God. Cause anywhere where God isn't is hell. So why put yourself through that? So mm. that's that's the problem. We have to talk to one another and we have to be taught about what real love is and is not. All right.
0: All right. All right. And Rev, what do you have to say on that? And then Sister Zelena, and then I'm gonna close us
3: out. Oh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna just piggyback what, what the brother just said. I agree with everything he said. It needs to be confronted. It needs to be uh, exposed, if you will. And it needs to be talked about. The problem with that is people are so, as you said earlier, secretive. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: they got so many skeletons in their closet that they don't want brought out. So they will refuse to come down front and sit down and have a conversation. We, we, say,
2: we know if you if you had to sit down and write down every secret you knew in the church and stuff, you, you'd you have to buy a thousand pens pawn a thousand pens and paper. I mean, it's so much <laughs> that you hold in, that Meek right. holds in, that Thomas holds in. It's a lot. So it, the, who are we hiding from? We know we're human. We're imperfect, like right. you said from the beginning.
3: Right, I don't know what it is about our people, but when it comes to corrective criticism through the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, they don't want to hear it. Yeah, and I know that I, I know that for a fact. Here's a, good, here's a good example. One of my children, for example, they'll call me up and say, um, "Can I speak to my dad?" I said, "Well, this is your dad." No, no, no. I don't want to speak to Pastor Woody. I don't want to speak to Reverend Woody. I want to speak to my dad. You see, they, 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 they that he's laughing. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. And I said, "Well, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, son. Um, I cannot separate your dad and Pastor Woody." Amen. Because they, because they're they're one and the same person. The only thing is, your dad might tell you something from his street, but Pastor, we're going to tell you something that God said, and you don't want to hear that part. So, if you don't want to hear what Pastor we got going to say, I got nothing to say. <laughs> and that's the way it's got. That's the way it is in the church today. I I seen people. He, uh, he, he, even now, that I, I'm not even a pastor in, in you know a church now, okay, but I still witness to people. And here's a good quick example. I had, I had a lady, she came to me uh, last year. She and she and she said, Pastor, well, uh, I have my daughter want to get saved. We don't we heard a couple of your messages that we want to get saved. Pastor, well, I, I, I'll take you under my wings and I, I, I'll teach you the Bible. And I have a book called Seven Steps of Joy, if you've ever heard it, I don't know. And I, I walked through that whole thing and they got saved. Then the pandemic hit, so we weren't able to baptize them. But I said, Well, I said, when, when it's over, we'll get you baptized. And one day, the daughter that got saved, at and it just, the mother was reading, so she said, Could you explain to us about publication? So I did. Guess what happened? Hmm. When I mentioned about the fornication, premarital hmm. sex situation, and how God frowns on that type of thing, I said, "I'm not telling you how to do your household. I'm telling you this is what God says." Hey, quit coming. Mm.
0: That's, what
3: that's what happened. All right. People did their wedding. Now they got somebody else to do it.
0: Wow. wow. That's how now, people are. That's
3: right. Now, now, now they were born again. And say that at that particular point in time, but when I put that on them, I lost them
0: That's all right.
1: That's how
3: true today.
0: That's how they are. All, Truth right. Hurt. all right, Minister Zelena, we're gonna I'm gonna let you have your little piece and then I'm gonna close us out because the podcast is is about done. Okay.
1: Um All I was gonna say
0: was that
1: uh I think that it's it's time for the the sainted believers to be completely honest. Um, you know how you know? Oh well, before B.C. before Christ, I did this. Before Christ, I was sipping and dipping and tipping and da 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 da, and. We all know that there's nothing new under the sun. Right. But if you would divulge that part of your life where you were sipping and dipping and tripping, instead of judging me mm. for walking into the church with maybe a scent on myself or a particular outfit that I wore that I just came to church in, you, you should be thanking God that I'm here. Um, but I believe that once a open, a healthy, open dialogue takes place, a lot of this foolishness will stop because I mean, I'm only 35 and um, I was raised by my grandparents. So I've heard more than enough stories from from the church. Um, but it's just like You know, some so often the middle-aged women in the church will be um, judgmental or make remarks about this sister or that brother. 20 years ago, you was doing the same thing. Uh So instead instead of telling, you know, instead of being judgmental, this is the time where you need to take them up under your wing and say, hey, baby, I see you, we the same. Let me help you navigate this space. Let me be your true brother and sister.
3: Amen. Amen. And not,
1: it's, Mm -hmm. we will be known by our love, period. Mm -hmm. In our fruit. Period. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Like, I can't say I love you, but I know you out here running the street. And not that you're doing this, Kamika, but I can't be like, oh, Kamika, I love you, but that's between us. No, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am. Can we meet at Panera? We need to talk about this. I ain't gonna put your business out there on Front Street, but can we just talk? Right. Like, where's your head at? Where's your heart at? What's going on? Why you feel? We need to be open and honest with people. And once we have, continue to have open and honest, healthy dialogue with the goal, being like-minded, being leading people to Christ or maybe reintroducing people to Christ that yep. they met when they were 12. Yep. Like, okay, I know you know 12-year-old Jesus, but here this is 35-year-old Jesus. And this is how we do things over here. Then I, I think the church would will start to lean in the direction where Christ
0: is pleased. All right. All right. Again I say this is meek meek. Ah! Real and raw it keeps it a hundred at all times. I believe that that's the only way we're gonna stay focused, being real and honest from the door. And like I said, this was about sex lies and church folk. and we could have went on and on about some other things, but we have to keep it real and raw even with time. But I just wanna, I just wanna thank each and every guest on every conversationist on tonight that got on here with me to have a conversation. Um, and when we kept it real and raw in our own way, our own right in our own way. And like i said for me when it comes to sex yeah i had sex out of wedlock i had sex while i was a christian i had sex while i said i was a child of god i was having sex i was doing stuff i was getting married i did all kinds of stuff saying i was a child of god but then again are you really a child of god when you're doing all the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing when you're having sex and you're lying and you're manipulating and you're you're a pastor and you're having sex with women in the church you're a, a woman pastor and you're doing and you know you're doing things with young men in the church and you're you might not be having sex because see a lot of times we think it's just sex but the whole point of entertaining anybody that is not your husband or your wife is still in my eyes wrong There's- <laughs> all right like i say You just because you married and I'm not married, but you come to me when you have a marital issues and now you're having an affair with me emotionally. Like I keep it real raw at all times. It's still an affair. You just might not think it's an affair because we sexually didn't activate it, but we emotionally activated it. It's still an affair. So, like I say all the time, sex lies in church folk. We got to keep it real raw, church folk you gotta quit lying and you gotta quit dipping and tipping you gotta quit being sneaky about stuff you gotta quit lying and manipulating folk out of their money their last (laughs) last dime just so you can go on a family trip or just so you can get your car note paid when they got things that they gotta take care of first ministry starts at home it don't start start in your pocket it starts in their home with their family so we gotta keep it real and raw at all times sex lies church folk hey church folk this is Mm -hmm. me be real raw, with my conversationalist guest Reverend Homer Woody, Brother Marcel Smith, and Minister Zelena James. We here, we keeping it real raw, and we talking about it because people need to hear about it, and we as church folk need to be about it. Love y'all again. I say this is meet, meek, real and raw. Meet us again. Talk to you soon. God bless. Thank y'all. God bless. Good one. God bless y'all. Thanks. And you this. Raw. God bless.